We've got some Hey, I'm Louise. And I'm Louise. You're listening to the before. Content is Profit One, two, podcast. Listen. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more how to turn your content into profit, go to contentsprofit.com. Yeah, yeah. That's right, guys. Today, we have a Facebook, well, not Facebook, a paid ads wizard. Yes. And he's here to reveal his secrets. Let's <laughs> go. Before we get started, guys, please go ahead and subscribe. Don't forget to do that, please. That way you'll make sure that all those episodes flow down your phone. And uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. At Beast Bros. Go everywhere. We're happy to connect. That's right. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you will, don't forget to share it and, and leave a five-star review. Let's go. So, have you wondered how you can turn $20,000 into $1.2 million? Well, today's guest is going to share all that goodness with you. Today's guest was introduced to us by one of the coolest guests we've had at Continuous Profit, Alex Taylor. They used to work together and Alex has some amazing things to say about today's guest. Don't worry, we'll put that to the test. Oh yeah, his superpower? He's a paid ads wizard. And before going into all his mind-blowing results, here is the best description we have of him. The source, his Instagram profile. He's an awesome dad, digital marketer, foodie, PC gamer, and part-time noisemaker. Not to mention that he seems to enjoy the occasional beer. Mm. He, he, he's one of us, yep. Now, the mind-blowing results. He grew an online education business from 1 million in sales to over 4 millions in one year by investing $600,000 in ads. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. He made $307,000 from $15,000 in four months. Mind-blowing. 8,000 high-quality <laughs> leads at less than a dollar per lead. Mind-blowing. 460,000 from 20,000 in just six months. You guessed that. And uh, many blowing. other incredible <laughs> results. Conclusion, give your money to this guy, please. <laughs> that, that is right, guys. Just give your money to this guy. Please, please welcome Awesome Dad and the Gandalf of paid ads, Mr. Derek Suboy! Hey guys! What's up Derek? How's it going? We are so excited to have you on the show, man. Welcome. Welcome, brother. It's uh, it's amazing, man, to have you finally meet you and have you here on the show and uh, sharing all this amazing experience that you have. Yeah, man, it's super great to be here. This has been a, a long time coming, as you <laughs> mentioned before. Um, Kind of got a little bit busy, had to shift around the schedules there, but I'm um, super stoked to be here and very, very happy uh, to finally get to talk to you guys on air. Thank you, thank you, man. We, we appreciate it, man. We really do. Uh, you know, we understand with everything that's going on <laughs> in the world. And, you know, you you mentioned that you're, you know, growing your own personal brand this time. So we definitely understand the effort that that takes. So thank you so much for, you know, sharing some of your time with, with us today. Yeah. So uh, we mentioned yeah. a little bit of, of you, who you are, like where you come from, but who's Derek and, you know, what's your background? How did like everything with marketing started? 
to my understanding, this is not the first thing that you wanted to do. So uh, I'm very interested in that part of the journey and then how this thing evolved into the wonderful thing that it is now. Yeah, awesome. So I originally got my start in uh, music. I was a, a metal band guy, played in metal bands most of my life. Uh, and I, I really kind of got in, in love with the idea of marketing my band and you know yeah. pushing out the music and trying to get uh, more people to listen to it. And eventually, I started getting into corporate marketing and marketing for other businesses as a way to get into touring full-time and being able to make a full-time income. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I, I ultimately wanted a family at the end of the day. Yeah. And a lot of guys can't really balance the band thing and family and a career, you know. Yeah. So that was really the whole reason I sort of got into it. And then eventually I started to realize that I really loved marketing, like paid advertising in uh, specifically, so much that I ended up making that my primary focus. And that's where the part-time noisemaker kind of comes into play because <laughs> I still jam and still play, but um, not at the level that I used to. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I had no idea you, you were that into into the musical scene. That's pretty cool to know, man. Yeah, that was. it's always funny to hear. There's only been like one other person I've seen actually out here in the marketing space that kind of had a similar story to mine. <laughs> and I thought it was so neat when I when I met him. Uh, I had to connect with him right away once I realized he had yeah. a similar background to me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> did, did you... I mean, did you send some ads his way? Like, hey, we need to connect and just like drop some ads. You know, I should have actually. I probably could find a lot more people with similar backgrounds if I did. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Well, you know that Fonzie here is one of those because uh, lately for the past two weeks, he's been like, dude, can we buy a guitar, you know, for the office so I can learn? Can we buy a guitar? So, you know, definitely after the show, you guys should be talking and uh, so you can point him in the right direction to see yeah. what's up. Ev eventually, <laughs> maybe we can create our own band, man. You know, you never know. Yeah. Hey, I mean, that now would be the time, you yeah. know. There we go. I love Especially it. Especially with Twitch and yeah. everything being as big as it is. That's right. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Dude, Derek, so, so tell us a little bit, obviously, you know, from music to to this marketing side, like you said, you fell in love with marketing. Why? Like, why do you think that happened? And I, and I think a lot of people that start with like a hobby or like something that they really are passionate about as like their craft, but then they got to figure out a way to sell it or make a living out of it. And then they really fall in love with the marketing process. So what was that like for you? Uh, well, for me, I came from a corporate marketing background. Like I originally started working with an e-commerce business that was already successful. They were doing about between eight and 12 million. I forget exact, uh, exactly when I first joined. And, you know, working with them and being a part of that marketing team and driving that business, we had a small team. There was about four of us in total. And then we had some vendors, of course. Wow. And we were able to drive that business from, you know, let's just say 10 million a year on average to over 50 million a year wow. in a few years' time. And I was able to just do all the parts of, of marketing. I, I got into product photography, I got dabbled in SEO. That's how I got my start in paid advertising. I, I was uh, basically begging uh, the director for a marketing budget uh, for paid ads. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, you know, this paid ads thing is, is huge. And like our current agency, you know, wasn't really delivering. Uh, they were just managing Google PPC and not doing anything with social. So I was like, hey, you know, like, can I just take like 10K and, <laughs> you know, see what happens? Yeah. <laughs> 
and like it just started clicking for me like I think I just from all the band experience and previous experience I had on social I think I just had a pretty good idea of what to do and where to put it and once I started generating results and started bringing in uh, revenue you know I started focusing more and more of my time into it and I, I think it was really the impact aspect of it that really made me mm -hmm. fall in love with it because I think you know deep down with music it was about connecting with people and about playing music that people really liked to uh, jam to you know yeah. um, and I think with marketing it was something very similar you know with with creating brands and getting brands out there yeah uh, I started to fall in love with that process and like you know growing businesses and, and increasing the bottom line which is so powerful it made me feel like I could you know make a big difference in, <laughs> in the world I think and that's sort of what I guess I gravitated to. Dude, that's so yeah. exciting. That's a, that's a cool story. And uh, especially coming from a corporate world, right? Like we, we talk and, and we do have corporate clients as well. And uh, often, you know, the stigma is like, there's so much red tape. Like how, like if, I, if I'm an agency, like I don't think that the, those are like the dream clients or the people I really want to work with. And so it's inspiring to see that you came in there and you tried a bunch of different things and you're like, hey, just like, just give me this 10K and see what happens. And and I think that's key there. It's like, let me see what happens because a lot of companies nowadays are like, okay, you know, especially small businesses, right? On the on the brick and mortar industry, you know, we come from that industry. Yeah. It's like, okay, if I invest this thousand bucks, what's the return? Well, we don't really know. We have to actually see what happens. We got to test things out. And we'll probably dive into that a little bit later. So yeah. I love that you brought that home, especially coming from a very high corporate level. They went from like 10 million to 50 million, what you said. Amazing. So thank you for, for that point out there. Yeah. You know, like when I was writing the intro that I put here, you know, that you invested $600,000 in ads in that one year. Um, I actually first type, he spent 600 grand, right? But then I was like, He's not spending, he's, <laughs> he's investing, right? He's investing. And yeah. it's like everything in investing, you have the risk of, yes, losing some money, but the potential is is big, right? To win something. So I do want people to understand that because what my brother is saying, you know, like, hey, let me take this 10K to try here and there. That's investing, right? And you 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 had something that you believe it was going to work and you decided to invest in it. And, and now look at your, your career. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so awesome that you guys bring up those points too, because I feel like it's such a not often talked about thing. You know, like everyone, a lot of the other advertisers out there, I see like kind of guaranteeing like results, or they'll you know kind of give a lot of lip service to get a deal. You know, I really hate uh, seeing a lot of that, and I really dislike the idea of trying to make any type of expectation or kind of create. You know, like hey, like we're gonna get a twenty to one return here this this next month. You know, it's really hard unless you're at a certain level to really be able to predict what your actual business outcome is going to be. You know, if you have previous data that we can go off of and we can make projections, then yeah, of course, now we can maybe, you know, dig into something. But a lot of these businesses, you know, I've dealt with a lot of like brick and mortar, a lot of <laughs> startups, and um, I'm not a huge fan of kind of like the, the budgetary agency idea because of that. You know, you get a lot of clients that just aren't ready for it or yeah. they think that paid advertising is a silver bullet that's just gonna carry the whole business you know yeah. and that's just simply not the case a lot of times i mean yeah. sometimes it is but very yeah. rarely i think uh across the board yeah that 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 kind of reminds me of you know digital marketers that 
advertise through their Lambos and all that stuff, you know, that is <laughs> oh like, yeah, God. like, check my Lambo, check my life and stuff. And yeah, I mean, they probably attract people that, you know, I, uh, I mean, I have to admit this. <laughs> At first, when we started, I was very attractive to that message. I was like, ooh, I want that lifestyle, you know? And I was like clicking on all those ads. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, a lot of those you purchase and then the fulfillment is not there. It's not, it's not Lambo level fulfillment. And then it's like, oh, disappointment, right? Because the message, it, it, mm -hmm. it doesn't sync with, with the product and the service. And, you know, that's what I'm listening to you say right now. And this is funny. Look, I have a, for those that are listening, <laughs> I had a post-it right here in my computer. Because when I was reading these results, right, that you had, a, a question came to my mind. That was, you know, what is kind of like the rate of success on these campaigns? I, I know it's probably not like a specific rate of success. And I, I'm pretty sure, like, it changes. But I was curious. I was like, I mean, these are some amazing results you've had right mm -hmm. and probably obviously not all of them are uh, are like to that extent yeah. i'm sure a lot of them a majority of them are a success um but I, i'm genuinely curious you know maybe maybe what is the rate of crazy results like that you see like that um so that's a great question to be honest um and i love that because i hate like kind of giving people just the good side and then then them think oh man, I just need to go out and hire a really good paid ads guy and it's going to save my business. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say over my whole career, I'd say on average about maybe 25% of clients end up with pretty just outrageous results. You said, you said 25%? 25%. I'd say about maybe another 25 to 30% of those client of outside of those clients experience good results where you know we're able to really like generate a profit and generate results for clients that are beyond what they've ever been able to do on their own mm. and then i'd say roughly maybe 30 to 25 percent of the time it's it's like a flop where either the client was not sold under the right expectations or Maybe they just didn't have a clear understanding of sort of where they were. You know, that's kind of one of the reasons why I really wanted to branch out on, on my own and focus really on not necessarily becoming an agency because you have a lot of issues with that sometimes where, you know, sometimes you have to take on those not so great clients yeah. and there are a lot of work and, you know, it's a real like 50-50 <laughs> shot sometimes. You're like, man, yeah. maybe this could work, maybe not. You know, and I just, I'm at the point in my career now where like, I don't need to take on clients to take on clients and I simply won't anymore yeah. unless I know that I can provide a result. You know, I can't make yeah. any guarantees with paid advertising, but yeah. I'd like to be able to think, hey, this is going to be a great client. This has got a great potential yeah. for success. You know, they have all the, the pieces that they need, you know, to, to be successful. Because often, you know, more often than not, there's always like something missing or yeah. it's yeah. a startup or, and with startup, <laughs> you know, you never know with a startup a lot of times. It's like, True. <laughs> so exactly. I, I definitely don't miss that part. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I <laughs> think that this, yeah, exactly. I think, I think that the, the fact that when we realize, okay, this is an investment, like everything else, right? Like you invest in a coach, you invest in development, you invest in these things, uh, then the peace of mind is like, okay, it's, it's on me, right? What are the pieces, right? I'm getting access to this amazing tool that could be great, but it also could flop tremendously. What are the pieces that I need in order for this to be successful? So if we talk coaching, right? 
well, the coach needs my attention. The coach needs me taking action. The coach needs X, Y, and Z. Same with organic. Say, same with yeah. paid. There's different pieces that we have to put in place to be able to to be successful. So yeah, it, it's kind of you're controlling the inputs what what you can right and, exactly. and and setting it up as best as you can, and then you can handle to to someone. And I love. Sorry, I'm sorry. I think you had a question in the. Yes. I'm gonna I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna squeeze one real quick. Dang it, bro! Um, Come on, dude. Like <laughs> it's all good. first. I want to thank you for that level of transparency, man, because that is absolutely amazing, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I want to make a note here for the listeners. Two notes. Note number one, give your money to this guy. Uh, <laughs> note number two is that, you know, if you come up, I, I come against an agency that is giving you these guarantees, maybe think about it twice, you know, giving some thought because, you know, like Derek here is saying, Uh, you can probably not give specific guarantees when it comes to paid ads. Um, the other thing is, you know, the other day I was actually, actually had a conversation with someone that runs an agency and he was telling me that a lot of his, a lot of people that reach out to them organically are actually people that they, that are pretty much already too late to implement paid ads in their business. Have you come up with that situation? Uh, how do you deal with that? Or, or what, what do you think is happening there? Like why, so, why people's deciding as paid ads as their last resource? That, that's actually a better question than the one I had. So <laughs> good, good job, Fancy. Okay, <laughs> we can continue. Yeah, that's a really good one. I was trying to think of the context of that question initially until you got to the very end of it. And you're like, yeah, the paid ads is the last resort. Um, I've unfortunately seen that a lot. Mm. And that's, you know, sort of what I'm talking about when I mention you know, just certain businesses just not having the systems in place that they need to really make paid advertising work for them. You know, if your back end isn't well built out, if you don't have like a strong uh, email automation sequence, which is, you know, obviously not part of the service I provide, uh, as well as like some of the CRO things that you need in place to really get the level of conversion that you need, get the AOV, you know, the average cart value yeah. that you need to be profitable with paid advertising. I mean, it's, it's tough. I, yeah. If I had a nickel for every person that talked to me and said, I've got, you know, $20,000 to invest this next month in paid ads. And if we don't make at least four times that, then I'm out of business. You know, <laughs> I mean, talk about some pressure. Yeah. You know? And I mean, there's been positions to where, you know, the client's like either already sold or, yeah. you know, it's like a situation to where, you know, you just kind of have to hell marry it and hope for the best. And yeah. Man. Wow. <laughs> it's just so stressful for everybody. I yeah. mean, I, I, I'm like stressing Ooh. out just by listening, you know? I can't even imagine being in that position just, just where they tell you. We just started sweating. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're just like, oh God, what are we going to yeah. do? <laughs> and, and it's funny because like this is a very interesting and very great conversation for us to have because we, we swim on the organic side of things, right? Like we do, we have a content repurposing agency. We do high volume content, different types of pieces, right? And... Uh, It's been wonderful because, you know, with ads, you have a direct correlation between the ad and your revenue, right? Which is which is awesome because if you know your numbers, then you can make educated decisions. With organic side, it's not that simple. So it's funny because sometimes we have these conversations and they're like, well, if you're creating X amount of pieces of content, how much revenue am I going to get? And I'm like, do you even sell anything, right? Like, uh, how many conversations are you having, right? And he's trying to make that connection, right? So on the paid ad, And uh, that's a fuel, right, for a great system. Uh, and it was funny, like the story with with our client, the dentist. 
come to mind, right? <laughs> yeah. At some point in our agency life, we built some funnels, right? And we went to brick and mortars because we thought they they needed it and that was a solution that they needed and we convinced them that they needed to have it, right? And that's not the right way to sell it and we're ashamed of it and now <laughs> we don't do that anymore. But High pressure you, sales tactics. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it's okay. Like it, it's it's learning lesson, right? And and again, like this relationship is it really uh, positive right now. It, yeah. it was really a great experience for both sides. But what we, when we started to implement this was funny because they had a they had this service right that they sell. It was about sixty thousand dollars, right? So if you sell one a year, you're good. So you could technically invest at least sixty grand to acquire one customer because that's your top. Yes, your top uh, progress. So, but now he's he's not willing to sp- spend sixty grand. He's willing to spend five hundred bucks, right? And you're like, well, there's a discrepancy here. Now, <laughs> the second side of things is okay. The funnel works. The cool thing is like this is a brand new system. Do you have the capacity on the back end of your business to hold that, right? To mm-hmm. to be able to communicate Scale. with these people that are coming in, the sales, the person in place, and in that case, in that very specific place, they did not. So. My point that I'm trying to make with this story is if somebody's listening, right, and and they're they have a business, they have a small business, or they have they want to start to dabble into this fa- Facebook ads world, right? What is some advice that you can mm-hmm. give them to kind of get started into that mindset of investment on Facebook ad versus expense and expectations? So, I mean, with that, you know, really invest is kind of the key word here. And looking at this as an investment versus a marketing expense. And that's something that a lot of businesses fail to really understand. Uh, I'm a big proponent, probably because I come from the paid ad side of things, but even still without, say, making paid ads like your number one acquisition channel, you know, you should still be doing some paid advertising on, on branded terms, for example, in Google, or even promoting say like video content or some of like your uh, just whatever content you have really top of funnel and just dedicating a little bit of budget to it just to kind of get more engagement on your content, more uh, page views, which in the grand scheme of things all actually go to help your um, paid ads. Yeah. You know, so in my opinion, I think it's, it's a big step in the right direction to look at your paid advertising budgets as like a light bill in a way, you know, like you would not pay your, your office, uh, rent, you would not pay your electricity bill. You know, why would you not want to pay your advertising budget? You know, even if it's something small, even, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month is still going to do some work for you and still going to get, you know, your content out there much further than you would be yep. getting on just strictly organic. Um, a lot, a lot that could be said there on, yeah. on that side of things. Yeah, it, I, I know it, we could go to like the rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love this. This, oh, is so, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah, I, I find that interesting, you know, because especially like there's a lot of people, especially now that they want to grow fast, right? They're like, ah, oh, let's go top speed. Okay, then invest money, right? If you want to go fast, like it's very difficult by, by just investing your time. Very difficult. <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. we need to sh- look at paid advertising now and say, okay, well, how much can we spend, right? And 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 start that game. Uh, but then people are like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to spend, but I want to go fast, right? So it's like, come on, like you need to make a decision, <laughs> right? Like you need to see it as an investment, right? This is a, it, it is part of the game nowadays, especially, yeah. I, I feel like if you don't do it, your competition probably is going to do it, right? And they're going to get the word 
uh, farther out than, than, than yours. Oh, yeah. I mean, in real estate, for example, um, there are real estate agents out there that will invest, you know, $5, even $10 a day in, in Facebook ads, and they'll pull in, say, two to three leads a day. You know, that's wow. such a small investment. And of course, like the vast majority of real estate leads are not super great comparatively yeah. to like if you were an agency, say, you know, getting uh, leads. Yeah. Um, but even still at a five to $10 a day budget to generate leads and get some lead flow going for like a real estate agent, you know, that's, that's massive versus just not doing anything at all. Yeah. Uh, not to mention people with a localized service that are seeing your content, seeing your pages. I've been a huge proponent of Facebook live lately. Let's go. go. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. So the, the big, one of my big numbers last year, uh, was growing an online education business. Uh, most of those ads, I'd say 95% of the ads to generate that revenue on Facebook were actually Facebook lives used as ads. What? I'm not even joking. That's um, insane. We might have to talk offline mm -hmm. for a second afterwards. Um, uh, audience, be, yeah. be aware. Be aware. <laughs> We're coming for it. No, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Wow. Honestly, I think like Facebook ads and, and Google ads, like kind of, you know, pushing myself more into consulting and doing kind of more courses and focusing more on the teaching side of things. Um, not only gives me better scale to work with more clients, but to be honest, I, I honestly believe that it's getting easier for businesses to control their own advertising. And that's something I'm becoming a bit much bigger proponent of. Yeah. And I know that kind of works against me in a way, but kind of going towards the new structure of what I'm trying to do um, going forward, it's actually kind of setting myself up for something good, I think. Yeah. Uh, Businesses could really like benefit from, you know, using their own creative, creating their own uh, messaging for their brands, you know, like, I just feel like there's so much potential that, that businesses yeah. are really missing out on by not managing their own content. I, I, I love what you said yeah. and, and I'm going to explain why. And, and, you know, again, for those that tell me, Luis, you love everything because we actually do. Uh, <laughs> but this is like, this is dear to my heart because... We come from the fitness industry, right? And uh, we we worked years in different fitness studios. We managed a couple of them. And we were big promoters of creating our own content, right? And this is a fitness studio that is a global brand, right? So the thing is, we're in social media. Even if it's a paid ad, you're in social media. You're developing relationships with everybody that's in there. So they don't want to develop a relationship with the model that's doing the ad. They want to develop the relationship, in this case, with the coach that's giving you the five o'clock clock well, it, class. It depends on who's <laughs> watching the ad, I'm uh, gonna say, okay? Well, yeah, Fonzie, <laughs> he, will, he, he will go for the model every single time. So sorry, Brandon, and sorry, Bryant. <laughs> you guys know who I'm talking about. Uh, but that's the thing, right? And the second we started implementing these things, yep the results were great because retention increased because they're seeing these guys and they're developing a relationship. They stay longer in that studio, right? And we could go into, you know, lifetime average, the li lifetime value. Uh, what is, I always mess this yeah, one up. The average uh, lifetime value of a customer. Average lifetime value <laughs> of a customer, always. Um, and we could go into that, right? Uh, how does that? What does that mean for your business? Um, so I, that's why I love that you brought that point home because by doing it like inside of them, obviously with help with from people like you to explode their business, yeah. uh, it's massive, right? Yeah, yeah it, it, it is a massive point. I mean, 
it is no secret. I feel like it's not a secret that the buying experience now is like way more personal than ever before, right? Like people mm -hmm. don't just want to buy from a brand. Like people want to buy from from other humans, right? Other people. And the closer uh, a brand, I guess, like reflects that, like a personality, like actual someone with values, um, the people are going to be more inclined to actually make a purchase and, and make a decision. So I'm actually super curious to hear a little bit more on the live. You know, look, I, I have this little notepad here <laughs> where I'm taking notes and I have our previous questions, which I'm, which I'm scratching right now because I don't want to ask that one now. Now I'm curious about like the live, right? What would, what would you recommend for people that, you know, maybe they can use this as their advantage? Because I see this as a good starting point for someone that hasn't dabbled too much into advertising before. Well, to be honest, um, and you could sort of see too by like those numbers, honestly, like I believe that this strategy could work for really any level of business. And it's really a matter of what type of business you have. I mean, I think this could work for the vast majority of businesses. You might have to get a little bit creative on the live side, yeah. uh, depending on what you do. But essentially, like, if you put out content on Facebook Live, Facebook is naturally going to give you much more reach and much more uh, benefit from the algorithm, basically, to do a Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. Because that's what Facebook wants. And if you do that, And then you go ahead and you take your paid ads campaign and then just use your live. So under the uh, ads builder, it's got a uh, use existing post. Mm -hmm. You simply check, uh, hit that button, you pick the post, which was the Facebook live that you did. And then you could put you know, a small budget on that and just push that out as your ad. And in doing so, uh, at least from what I've seen and doing this across several ad accounts, I've noticed that these ads perform much better than some of your traditional ads. And my theory behind this is that because you're using a live or something that was previously live, you're able to get a little bit of extra juice from the algorithm and you're also able to create a, a like the most native looking ad possible. So when people are seeing this ad, it's not really screaming, hey, I'm an ad, skip yeah. me. And once you hook them in, with the initial content. Of course, you have to have some good content, you know, educational value-based content to do this. Yeah. Uh, it just inundates people. You do this on a regular basis. They become even more mm. inundated to purchase your product or, or want to work with you. And boom, you've got the sale. Wow, man, this is so cool. Okay, I, I, I got <laughs> so, some, some technical slash tactical questions here going on real quick. It's going to be like, do it. like two only. Uh, That's my but, favorite part. You know, like we are recording this live right now, for example, but I know this is a very long video too, because I mean, it's a, usually between 40 minutes and an hour of a podcast that we're recording, right? Would you mm -hmm. say it's better to do a long video like this one, or maybe between, you know, three and five, a, a live of three, five minutes? So I haven't personally experimented with anything over 30 minutes. Over 30 um, minutes. I've seen from 30 minutes and on down, honestly, not much of a difference. A lot of people mm. may think that a shorter video will work better, but it really depends on the content that you have and your audience. So for you guys specifically, I think having the longer content would be preferred because the people that are you know, looking for this kind of content are typically looking for longer videos. They're more willing to sit through and watch 
the content because that's what they're here for. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And the second, now the second uh, technical question that I had <laughs> is, you know, I feel like a lot of, and I, I've doubled a little bit in the Facebook ads manager. I've run a few campaigns, nothing to the extent of your success, of course. And then, and then, um, and then he got us shut down and that's why we had to yeah, start. And then we <laughs> <had> <laughs> <guys>. <laughs> that's okay. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm curious, you know, because I hear a lot of the time, like, hey, you got to run one audience at a time or one specific, you know, like, I guess it's the um, that A-B testing type of thing. Like, what is your recommendation in, in that sense? You know, like, batch a bunch of audiences or just, like, try individual ones? Um, I'm, I'm pretty curious. <laughs> All right. So it does vary, you know, depending on the client, business, and industry. Mm. Um, so I have to give you that little disclaimer. But if I oh. had to say boil it down you know to the most basic kind of generalized view of it here's what i would do um if i had pixel data uh pre-existing pixel data or some customer data i would run a, a broad audience if not i wouldn't run that broad audience but then i would run a detailed targeting audience where i've kind of broken out the different uh interests that my audience may have I will also break out audiences for any kind of warm stuff like Facebook uh, page engagers, Instagram page engagers, previous email lists. Um, then from there, I'll just kind of break these all down into like one CBO campaign. I like to use CBO for uh, testing audiences. Cool. And personally, I think it works the best for testing audiences and testing creative, which You know, I could get into that later yeah. as well. I have a really interesting creative testing strategy with CBO. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would literally just throw all of my audiences into one CBO and I would try to keep, you know, between two and four ads in each one to try to not have too much variation between them so I can really test the audience and see what's working best there. And the cool thing about CBO is you won't have to do any babysitting and it'll yeah. automatically move your budgets around to everything. Yeah. So once I've got like what's working here, I will start to cut out all my losers, refocus all the budget back into just what's working. Maybe I'll duplicate out the campaign and sort of change up my groupings. But uh, not having a warm audience or warm list to go to, you can go straight to colds and use your existing um, page traffic even And, and even with that, a lot of times, depending on the content, if it's good, you can generate some pretty solid results. Awesome, dude. So, Thank you so much. Wait, for, for the... Let the, me talk. No, uh, wait, <laughs> for, for the people that might not know what CBO is, that is campaign bu budget optimization, right? Yes, that right. is campaign budget optimization. Uh, is not been mandatorily rolled out on ad accounts, as they've said like five or six times now. <laughs> <laughs> It's all good. So for those that are no technical, like me here, because everything sounded so sexy, but that's why we have people like Fonzie or like you. But like I, I'm just so inspired by how passionate you're about this. Yeah. You know, the second we talk tactics, you're like, Yes, that's my thing. Like that's that's what I that's what I love to do. And and I feel like every business or listener should have that person that really loves that process to have mm -hmm. the best results, right? Because it is an investment. It, it is painful sometimes because it's not guaranteed like we talked earlier, but it's going to be a heck mm -hmm. of a lot easier if either you are passionate about it or somebody that's passionate about it is doing it. So, so, I, so give this guy your money. Exactly. It's as simple as that. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Now, 
I love this. I hope we didn't lose anybody on the tactical thing because go back and re-listen to this. And even if like it doesn't make any sense, write the terms and go back to the current person that you're working with and investigate, start learning from it or just go get Derek your money. That's all. Um, so, so shoot me an email. I'll help you out. Exactly. Exactly. So this is wonderful because like, I, th I think this is the more ta the most tactical episode that we've ever had. And, and you are giving a really viable solution for a lot of businesses out there because they might not have the budget to create a massive content machine, right? They don't have, they might not have the systems. So this is a very fast and effective way to start testing things only with your Facebook Live. And we are massive fans of Facebook Lives because Facebook Live literally saved our business organically. Yeah, Facebook Live is, is killer. Like, I don't understand why <laughs> more people aren't using it. To be honest, it's the easiest way to put ads together. You know, because you get on, you do it, you're done, and then you go, you select existing post, and yeah, yeah. you know, if you've got your campaigns already built out, it's literally like duplicate, select existing post, and I'm done. <laughs> so, Fonzie, our second 45 live should be it should be with this pay with pay. Yeah. Okay, there we go. I'm gonna make a note here for the editor. <laughs> editor. Chop this part off, this real part right here, and we're run at, we're going to run that as an ad, just so you know. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. Oh, oh man, this has been such a such a great conversation so far, and it's, I'm sure it's gonna get better. Now, what are some of the challenges that you see? I guess on your own story, when you first started dabbling with this, what are some of the challenges that you encounter? when you were doing this? Because I, I feel like a lot of the audience is people that are trying new things, implementing on the content world, right? So what are some of those challenges and how were you able to overcome it to be able to run these successful campaigns? Um, I would say a lot of the challenges initially for me were, like I'm a very technical person, you know, so like learning the technical stuff wasn't a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. um, that's the part I love, um, the part of the process that's my favorite part of it. Yeah. You know, so that for me wasn't a challenge, but what became the challenge I think was uh, getting the courage to, you know, branch out mm -hmm. and to like leave my corporate gig and realize that, you know, I was, I had a talent and that I was good at what I was doing. You know, I was producing results. And when I got out there, like, I guess the confidence part of it really, just having the confidence to know that what I was doing was good and that I could do this for other businesses. Yeah. You know, that was like a really kind of rough time, I think, in my, in my life because I, you know, was struggling to like find my place. And I think after I left my, my corporate job and I really started uh, freelancing and before I started working with uh, the agency, I, uh, you know, really just struggled to find clients and to be like, hey, like I'm good at this, yeah. you know? And it wasn't that I wasn't good. It was just I wasn't, I didn't have the confidence in myself and didn't really want to like, you know, try, I guess. Yeah. So if anything, you just need to try, like get out there and like put some campaigns together. You know, don't be intimidated by the dashboard in an ads manager. It's really uh, not that confusing once you've done it once uh, and, you know, just one evening and you could be a, a Facebook ads person. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, that, that kind of answers the the question that I, that I was like creating in my mind as you were speaking there, that is, you know, you were talking about that confidence, that belief, right? Um, do you mm -hmm. think maybe people are afraid of dabbling a little bit into Facebook ads because they might believe that is more complicated than it actually is? 
A hundred percent. I think people just, it's the self-defeating prophecy uh, is what it's called. It's like, mm. you know, when someone is like, oh, I'm bad at math. Yeah. And they're not actually bad at math, but it's because they believe that they're bad at it, that they'll always be bad at it. Mm. You know, um, yeah. that, in my opinion, is a lot of times the case. You know, people are just like, oh, I'm not tech savvy or, oh, I don't know how to how to do this thing. So I'm not going to try, even though this one thing could literally open so many doors for your business. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I think honestly, some of the best results that you could get in, in the paid advertising space would be businesses uh, creating content and managing their own ads from the creative side of things. And then having somebody behind them or having somebody there that they can, you know, kind of make sure that the technical side is all, you know, put together right. Say like maybe do a build and then they can kind of take it from there and then just update creatives and refresh things. Cause a lot of the process doesn't change all that often once you have the structure in place. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of creative at that point on Facebook. Interesting. And now that you mentioned creative, sorry, I know we're getting close to the end and I feel like you might have some questions, but, <laughs> no, but you okay. know, last time when you mentioned creatives, I, I, I felt like you got a little excited there. You're like, oh yeah, the creatives, right? So I'm curious, right? What, what is, what is that about? Well, to be honest, it's so funny. Um, I'm actually not a super creative person, to be honest. I'm definitely more like the tech, tech savvy, more on the technical side of things. You know, I so much more prefer it when my clients will, you know, spend the time to get good video assets created. They'll get great images created because that's just not something that I personally like all that passionate about. Yeah. I like having good stuff and I know the difference between what's great and what's not, what's going to work, what won't. But as far as creating it and everything goes, it's definitely not my forte. Uh, one of my best friends, uh, Josh, actually takes care of all of the creative <laughs> stuff that yeah. uh, if something comes my way and I need a, you know, an edit or like, hey, I need this like Photoshop thing fixed. You yeah. know, Josh is always there for me and he's got my back. So, so. So, so what makes something good and what makes something great on these creatives that, that maybe they're sending you? So to be honest, like good is one of those things where when you see it, like, you know, like, you're just like, wow, I want to buy that. Or I would buy that, you know, like I like to put myself in the head of the customer yeah. and think from the customer's perspective when we're working on campaigns or creatives or, or anything. Mm. Um, and when I can put myself in that position and think to myself, man, you know, I would, I would buy this. That's yeah. how I know that we've got a good creative. You know, yeah. if I look at a creative and I'm like, yeah, not feeling it, or I can't get excited about the product or feel like I really want to buy it. It's a flat sometimes it's really obvious to like what's good and what's not like sometimes you get some really crazy stuff from clients <laughs> that they send you like just like text all over the place and you're like yeah, we can't use that or, <laughs> yeah. it'll be like a product photo but the product's kind of like off to the side somewhere it's not like super centered i mean i've seen some pretty bad <laughs> some pretty bad stuff and i'm like you think we're gonna get you think we're gonna break six figures with this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i love that you know kind of like do uh for people here listening right that might be getting into into that and they see their own uh creatives don't be afraid of being ruthless with your own creation right like if you see your ad and it it doesn't matter if you made it and you're like wow you know like that doesn't really speak the language <laughs> that that i don't think that's gonna sell just make another one like it's so it's totally okay instead of again what what you mentioned at the beginning Daniel, which was setting up the best pieces so this investment is set up for success right 
And I'm guessing that that creative is one of those pieces. And if it's not speaking to us and not saying, buy me now, probably it's not the right piece to put out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you are a creative person or have access to a creative team, you know, content is king, you know, um, get more content, create more ads. The more ads you have, the better, you know, Facebook is mm. so good at split testing creative and you know, you can just throw so much into it. That's really where I see businesses fall flat is no one really, uh, maxes things out, so to speak, as far as creative goes, even I don't, uh, wow. get to that point of, of campaigns just because you can go so far yeah. with creative. Okay. Really, the sky is the limit when it comes to creative. That, now that you mentioned that super random fact today, I was watching this guy's Instagram story and he was doing a, a comparison between the two political parties here running their ads. Oh, uh, man. Dude, do, uh, Donald, fire, Donald fire. Trump, yeah. he had over 4,500 creatives running different running. ads different ads running i was like that's how you do it <laughs> yeah exactly i was like that is insane and and he's like spending triple or four or four times more what the democratic party is spending i had a graph actually that had trump's ad spend on it from last month uh, i forget who published it. i think forbes or somebody published it recently and it said that he spends about 50 million a month Ooh. in paid ads on facebook yeah hey, man that's that's it in today's world is you gotta be loud, right? Hey, uh, hashtag goals. Uh, yeah, <laughs> hashtag for, goals. For real. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind, guys. Out hey, of sight, out of mind. You need to be there in front of your customer yeah. every single day. And to accomplish that, <laughs> give your money to this guy right here. And, and look, guys, like we understand that some some of you might not be there, right? Like yeah. e even us, we're not there to spend $50 million a month. Like we would like to be at some point. But again, go back to the basics. What are the outputs? Exactly. What are the outputs that you can control today yep. to get there? If that's a Facebook ad and then you don't have an ad budget, well, keep in mind that for the next month, you might want to have an ad budget. So, okay, put aside a hundred bucks. Like if you're starting from zero, that's okay. Test yep. it out. See if it works. And then track your KPIs. How many people are actually reaching back out to you? How many people that reach out to you, you get on a call with? How many people from that call actually buy your product? Because now you're going to have those numbers and then it's going to be very simple to predict your outcomes if you start investing in ads. And I think that's a, a very big key here uh, too. Whoa. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we got the crowd going on. <laughs> Jake's like, What's Consistency going? is key. Yeah. So, and, and, uh, Consistency is key. Please. You just threw me completely off, but that's okay. Thank <laughs> oh. you. It's, it's, the, it's the first time I actually received the applause on my end. So, thank you. After almost 70 episodes, I got, I got it. <laughs> Uh, dude, Derek, this has been like mind blowing and amazing. Great conversation, man. Thank you so much. Yep. Uh, we have a couple last questions here to like land this plane. Um, what is a very, uh, like very basic action point? If there's somebody that's not technical, right? Like, and, and there's so many in this episode, people, you can go back and re-listen this like five times. Uh, but what is something that people can execute today that's going to move them forward? Uh, on their paid ad, paid advertising world. Okay, so I'll take this in two, two approaches. Number one, if you aren't using paid ads, set aside a consistent budget, just like a weekly budget, a monthly budget, however you want to look at it, commit to spending that for the next 90 days. And 
put out some content, put out some creatives, run run some ads to your products mm -hmm. and see how it does. Track it week by week and work towards improving your results. Don't focus too much on, oh, I'm not making money or maybe I'm, I'm losing money. That's okay, set a small budget so you can test and fine tune and find out what works well for you. Uh, if you are running ads, I would tell you, take a look at what's running, like what, what you're doing, what's working, what's not working, and please refresh your creatives. <laughs> you know, work on getting some new creatives in there. If your ads aren't performing, nine times out of 10, it's the creatives. People obsess over audiences and tactics and things, but at the end of the day, you should be running conversion campaigns, hit your audiences hard, and just refresh your creatives, and you'll be fine. Awesome. Love it, man. Thank I, you. I, I think you cannot remove more friction out of paid advertising after yep. those two tips. And the reason I was looking down is because I'm like taking notes. I'm like, Fonzie, we got to get on this 100%. <laughs> uh, and, and for those listening, you know, that have been with us in our journey, we're big, big, big on obviously organic content because first off, like it removes the friction for like from you mentally to get out there, right? But yeah. that's the first step. Yeah, the, the, this call was a strategic one because we've been talking about go, you know, starting the paid ads, <laughs> and we're like, "Yo, we need to get Derek here so we can talk all about paid ads." Derek, and as, came, soon, as yeah. soon as we're done, we're gonna be on fire, ready to start running these paid ads. Derek, you came at the right time, right moment, and I, <laughs> and I really hope the audience like really understands this and and takes it in because I honestly have not heard it uh, yeah. boiled down to this very basic. And you literally remove the friction and intimidation that like might come from this because yeah. we've been there. We understand it. So uh, thank you so much, dude. One last question. Well, yeah, uh. one and a half. Um, <laughs> obviously, the, sh the show, the, the name of the show is Continuous Profit, right? And obviously, it can go from creation of the assets to organic to paid. We've showed where will you be if you did not publish? And by publish, I mean running ads or like being out there sharing your message with people hmm so if i wasn't running paid ads at all yeah is that the okay so if i wasn't doing paid ads at all i would i would probably be i would be doing something else marketing related i can guarantee that like i'd either be doing design or i'd be doing seo or i'd be doing i mean i'm in love with digital side of growing business and that's what that's really awesome. gets me excited is seeing those love numbers it. go up love it that's awesome would you be in a band or <laughs> i thought about that i thought about that i was gonna say that but like with my wife and kids now like oh man, i could not imagine like being gone that that long like i travel a, a fair bit obviously now and, and speak and teach and uh consult even on 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 property but like at the same time like even when i'm gone for like say a week or even like three or four days i'm like ah oh, just so excited <laughs> to get back home yeah. i never thought i'd ever say that i've always wanted to travel and you know now that i travel a lot i'm like damn i, <laughs> I travel too much <laughs> I love yeah. It, it, yeah and uh i'm glad that you know that's that's part of your goals with your family yeah, and stuff and sure. you know being yeah. a being a dad i i can understand it dude so Uh, where can people find you? So if they're interested, if they want to, you know, take the next steps and they want to reach out to you, how can people get in contact and, with you? And don't forget if they want to give you their money. Exactly. Because that's been like the topic. <laughs> give them the give their, your money. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me at DerekSuboy.com. Um, I've just recently started building things out and, and really focusing on the personal brand. Nice. Um, I actually have a 
few big things in the pipeline coming that will be uh, debuted there, as well as a lot more content and just a lot more things that I'm not ready to talk about just yet. It's oh, all good. <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be some awesome things coming between now and the rest of the year. Cool. I'm super, super stoked. That's exciting. Awesome, guys. Uh, yeah, I invite everybody to just go check him out. Uh, DerekSuboy.com. The link is going to be down in the description. So, you know, uh, there's no excuses. Yeah, I mean, you guys, if you guys made it to the end of the episode right now, <laughs> that means you got lots of value from this conversation. So please, please, please go check him out. I mean, he, he definitely, you, man, you definitely change your perspective on, on paid ads today, which I am super grateful for that. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Now, don't leave. We have two oh. minutes of camera afterwards just to say thank you and in Spanish too. So uh, <laughs> with that being said, guys, thank you so much for uh, coming to the Contents Profit Podcast. And uh, don't forget to subscribe. Follow us on social media at BizBrosco. That's right. And if you found this episode impactful, which I am sure you did because it was mind-blowing, don't forget to share it and leave a five-star review. Bye.